Good morning, Wednesday the 17th. We had another nice day yesterday. It wasn't another perfect day, which we had two in a row of, but we went six and three, four and two on individual unique games and two and one on parlays, and it was profitable. So again, as you know, that's ancient history, so let's move on to what we have today. This is an interesting one. Actually, it's a really interesting slate. Now, there are some dogs that have value. I'll, I'll go over those briefly, but I, I got to tell you up front, I'm not going to be able to play any of those dogs. But Baltimore on the road getting points, getting money plus money is is always a good bet at this point with the way Baltimore's playing. Toronto's been struggling, so that's valuable, but not enough for me to want to play it. Kansas City on the road against Minnesota. Minnesota is on fire right now, which is why I can't play that, but I don't like Trevor Molly in this setup at minus 200. I like Kansas City plus the points. I can't take it. Again, as I said, I'm going over these because what I'm going to tell you is that I like six favorites today, but I want to tell you that there's, there's some underdogs that have appearance of value. Tampa Bay at plus money over New York because New York is struggling and Tampa Bay is not. You've got Corey Kluber of Tampa Bay, who's a better pitcher than Domingo Herman of New York. Why would you not like Tampa Bay? Except for the fact that New York won't struggle forever. It's dangerous to go against New York 41-17 and 17 at home. Next one, Oakland at plus 130 against Texas because Texas is not good and Oakland's coming off a big losing streak. Typically, you don't go right back on another losing streak. They won yesterday. I just don't like Adam Aller. He's just not good enough to back. And Milwaukee at home, plus money against the Dodgers, is solid because while Tony Gonsolin has been lights out most of the season, he's in regression mode right now, regression to what's more realistic for him. So I cannot back Tony Gonsolin, so you know I'm not going on that. And then the White Sox at home getting plus money. I don't want to go against Houston, though, their opponent. I would like to go against Framber Valdez in this spot, but as I've mentioned before, betting on or against, for or against Chicago seems to be kryptonite. And lastly, Arizona plus 184. I just don't want to go against Carlos Rodon from San Francisco. So much ado about nothing. That's all things I'm not playing. I'll tell you what I am playing. I like the Cubs as favorites. I like Philadelphia as favorites. I like Seattle as favorites. I like San Diego as favorites. All road teams, which I don't like. We have a home team here, Cleveland as a favorite, and then another road team, Mets, as a favorite. So I have five, six games I am taking bets on. Five of them are road teams, which gives me pause. And the one, road, the one home team has been figuring out ways to lose to a really poor team. That's Cleveland losing to Detroit. All right, now how am I going to play these? Well, the first thing you could do is you could just say, all right, well, let's just play the money line out of them. They're, they're not terrible. Other than Cleveland, I would not ever play Cleveland at minus 215. Just no. The other ones are all within range. So what I'm saying is there's no value on Cleveland minus 215. That's a no play. However, Cubs, my, uh, Philadelphia minus 170 range actually has value. It's just too expensive for me to want to play it. Cubs at minus 160, 165 is right in the margin where I could play it. And you've got Seattle. That's a little too expensive as well. It's an interesting name game. George Kirby, that's a name that can play with Shoeless, Joe Jackson, and Babe Ruth. 
versus Tuki Toussaint. I don't know if that's French Polynesian or something, history. I don't know what that is. Doesn't seem like it's a baseball playing uh, region of the world, but that's the good thing about baseball is now it's it's really played everywhere. All right, so then San Diego minus 150 range is playable. Um, what do we have here? And then we have Mets. Yeah, and Mets with Scherzer on the mound at minus 150, 155. That's absolutely playable. That's probably the best one to play if you're just looking for money line. The reason why that's risky is because Atlanta's on a big old winning streak, and you really shouldn't go against winning streaks of a good team. That's not generally a smart play. But what we have here is a counterbalance to that, and Max Scherzer, his history is a streak breaker. When he's pitching for Washington, he would break their losing streaks for his own team, the streak breaker. And now you just bet on Max Scherzer against, it doesn't matter if the other team's on a winning streak. That's not, he's he's a go-to guy. But again, you're adding, you're putting some good money on the line there. Now, you know, I want to mention, just remembering a story here, I was trying to figure out how it, you know, general synopsis, how I put this podcast together today. And I remember a conversation I had many, many years ago, at least 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, with some scammer on the phone or they're calling you up trying to sell their picks. And he was proposing someone, let's just say it was the Yankees, it probably was, play him at minus 240, he said. I said, yeah, that's... And sometimes I'd play along with these guys. I want to hear if they have anything of value to say to me. This guy had nothing of value. It's just a boiler room, calling room. He didn't have any knowledge himself. Um... So he said, I said, that's that's not a reasonable play. That's not that's not smart. He said, what do you have? You don't have any guts, he says. I said, no, that's the exact opposite. I've got a lot of guts, and my gut's telling me that you're a scam. And that devolved into a pretty uh, contentious conversation <laughs> with him insulting me and my intelligence and then me getting angry and said, listen, you're going to call me and you're going to insult me on my phone with my time. I got to keep this family friendly so I don't lose any uh, rating systems on the on the algorithms. But I said I was going to rip off his blank and blank down his neck, which then he decided he would tell me, I w- you know, I wish he wouldn't have said that. And he started alluding to these mob connected, you know, big tough guy, you know, which I said, you know, and he's threatening my, you know, family, friends, whatever. And uh, I said, listen, if you were a mob guy, they wouldn't let you have some scummy little operation like this. This is not how they operate. Go get a life, dude. <clears throat> All right, anyway, that's probably could have told that in a more entertaining way. But uh, all right, let's move on. How am I going to play these games? That's really what you care about, if it, if at all. If you're maybe, maybe you already tuned out because you know what I'm playing. <laughs> Cubs. This is an interesting one. I want to play the Cubs here. I want to go against Washington. I want to go against them badly. I want to go against Corey Abbott. I don't necessarily want to bet on Drew Smiley as a rule, but I I kind of like betting on him right now, the way he's pitching. Cubs in over 5.5 has value at minus 110 because anything on the over has value against Washington. But the under 13.5 has just as much value. So I'm going to take both of those that we get from 6 to 13 for the win because there's just I have fear that it doesn't go over five and a half because Drew Smiley's doing well right now and Corey Abbott doesn't have enough experience to 
prove for sure he's a bet against pitcher. And I'm also going to do another bet. Yeah, I know this is wishy-washy. Hey, don't you have any guts? Well, we don't want to go that bad. I'm going to take a run line play on Chicago as well. It's minus 105, 100 to 105. I'm just going to split it all up. I'm not betting extra on this game. It's the same unit play, but I'm splitting it all up. And listen, worst case scenario is the Cubs don't win. And then you're just you're losing what you would one unit, except for the fact that we're not paying the 160 to 165 range. So that's your worst case scenario is Cubs don't win and you just save money and Penny saved as penny earned, according to Mr. Ben Franklin. But I think that's relevant in this. That's your worst case scenario. Now, of course, you could outsmart yourself and you only win by one and it goes outside the range of five and a half, 13 and a half, and then you actually lose money in the game. But I think it's worth it to get away from that 165 range. All right, next one's Philadelphia. How do we play that one? Unfortunately, and I say this because I hate being wishy-washy. It's the same way. Part on over, your lowest over at minus 120, part, uh, under 12.5, minus 105 is the other one, and then run line at even money, plus 100. It's the same dang scenario. Take your under adjusted number, take your over adjusted number, get in the middle of it, and also win by two. Why? Ranger Suarez is pitching extremely well lately. Nick Lodolo... He's got three wins in his last five games, but he's not exactly pitching well. He's got power. He's a strikeout pitcher, but he can get lit up too. When, he, when they make contact with the when, on the ball, it can fly. And in Cincinnati, it's not going to help him any in that, in that regard. So while I do like the under, I can't take it alone. That was my original thought. And then the more I thought about it, the more I love the over. That it could go way over, but I think I think Ranger Suarez keeps that down. In the end, I just said, yeah, I'm just going to middle it. I'll just middle the total, the tease total. And I think there's certainly potential for uh, Ranger Suarez to put together a good outing here and win by two. Okay, so that's the main wishy-washy stuff. Let's move on to Seattle. They didn't have a number in this for quite some time because they didn't have a pitcher set for the Angels. The line for Seattle is too high. But if you take Seattle under 12 and a half, you can get it minus 115, and that is the play. The next play is San Diego and Miami. I'm doing San Diego and under 11 and a half at minus 105. The line's at seven. We're getting 11 and a half. That's a huge advantage. Is low for good for good reason because Clevenger and Pablo Lopez are almost identical pitchers, almost identical numbers, even in the deeper numbers. The dark numbers are pretty pretty close as well. And we're not going to pay 150 for San Diego on the road against a good pitcher. No, no. But we'll pay minus 105, and just as long as it gets under 11 and a half with a San Diego win, we're good. Next one's Detroit and Cleveland. Cleveland's been letting us down. In this case, I do like. Part of this money, this is another half wishy-washy. Part of this money on uh, run line, win by two at minus 105. The other part on Cleveland at under 11 and a half, minus 125. And there's your reason why I have to throw all the run line in there. I don't like paying minus 125, but that's a number that I that I find appealing at under 11 and a half, I should say. I'm not paying the 200 for, there's no chance. Now, this is interesting. The handedness of the pitchers, you've got, Cleveland can't hit lefties for their life. Detroit can't hit righties for their life. So there's your under. 
Uh, but again, minus 125 doesn't appeal to me too much because I do think that uh, Cleveland could break out here. And again, Detroit in general doesn't hit, doesn't hit against anybody. That's the lowest scoring team in baseball. So there you go. Run line and under 11.5 with Cleveland. And lastly, come to the Mets. Now again, we got to have to split this one. I, I really like the Mets, as I had mentioned earlier. And I definitely like under 11.5 at plus money, plus 105, Mets and under 11.5. I like that quite a bit. But I don't like Jake Odorizzi of Atlanta at all. But I do like Atlanta's win streak. So I, while I could, like I said, take Max Scherzer just to win the game, but it's not care if it's 1 to nothing or 13 to 12. But I don't want to pay that. I'm, as I mentioned, I'll go out of my way to not pay that kind of juice. But I will take a little bit of juice. I'll go over three and a half. Matt's an over three and a half at minus 125. That's a nice advantage over them at 155. And I just got to get to four. That's worth it to me. I think the Mets get four on Odorizzi. Doesn't mean for sure that the Mets win. I do think they do. But I just, I, I, while they light up Odorizzi, Atlanta's too hot. And Max Scherzer's not otherworldly. He can get hit. So there you go. Mets an under 11.5, Mets an over 